Black Equity listeners, this is episode 201, and I'm excited for this conversation. We haven't had a chance to sit down and start talking about diversity and inclusion, so I called up a a good friend of mine to sit down and have this conversation, and I want you to join in on the conversation. Here is episode 201, The Art of Diversity and Inclusion. Enjoy. Welcome, Black Equity listeners. We are here for another great episode. I have Harzeen Jackson with me. How are you doing today? I am doing good. How are you? I am wonderful. You're an entrepreneur. You are someone that is in the tech space. And I thought this would be a really great opportunity for us to sit down and have a conversation. We've talked before, but we've never talked on the podcast. So I'm excited for having you on the show. I'm excited also. I also shared your podcast. And hopefully you got some new subscribers. Yeah, I did see you saw I did see that you uh commented on one of our past episodes. What what episode was that that you were referring to? Um, I think it was one ninety eight when you're when you were referring to um like black owned businesses that are no longer black um black owned, but they're using the data. Right, right, right. And so how did that make you feel when you saw that? Um I was kind of pissed off. <laughs> okay. Break it down for me. Break it down for me. Okay, so a couple years ago, um I usually attend like women in tech and all these tech conferences. And um in particularly this particular um conference I went to we were talking to we were talking about data um um data models and how getting user data is affecting um sale is is driving sales and how they target different minorities and they're trying to and the way they were talking about it it was a google event also mm-hmm. that how they're targeting data and they're trying to do it in a good way but i'm also seeing the evil side of it how they're targeting with african americans with sales how they're they're using that data it's like oh the black dollar how can we get the black dollar and then they say like, we buy out celebrities and then they are our influencers to influence us to do their you know, they're bidding and buy their mm-hmm. clothes and buy their um, hair supplies. And then on top of that, there was multiple articles on L'Oreal. In fact, they had a class action suit about they were actually killing black women knowingly putting chemicals and we're up here relaxing our hair and everything else. And that's why I went natural. Another reason is that um, I found out a lot of things were harmful to the black community. Yep. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I've known about that article before I even started the podcast. And I waited uh, 198 episodes to to put it out. And the reason why I did that was I wanted to have a strong foundation before we go into what we're about to go into. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wanted people to know that this isn't just me hopping on and just saying some random stuff and attacking the world. I wanted to have some really good roots. And now that the roots are there, now we get to, uh, you know, have the fruit of the conversation. And so for those who don't know uh, about you, tell us a little bit about uh, the sector that you're in and uh, some of the projects you're, you're currently working on. Okay. Um, so I am in both the engineering, front-end engineering, and also UX design space. 
So I guess I'm the unicorn, which everybody calls me because uh, I guess I have, I have multiple titles. So a full stack design engineer, uh, unicorn, uh, <laughs> uh, um, a senior um, principal designer, and a senior front-end engineer. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Not including also a PM and now an entrepreneur. And so what you said entrepreneur, so that means you have your own company. What is the name of your company? The name of my company is called Coles Designs. Nice, nice. And so what does your company focus on? So it focuses on, um, let's see, creative development and creative design. And our target audience is small to mid-sized business all the way to enterprise. But we have a direct focus on diversity, inclusion, and equality. So we hire minorities. We actively seek minorities. We actively look for talent. But it's a double plus if you're a minority. So we look for giving those people opportunity, giving them a space, a platform to showcase. Because without diversity in design, then you're just designing for some users or you're developing for some people. And it's not how it's supposed to be. So you you have a lot of experience on, on, on the front end, the back end. So what... How did you get into this space? Like, what inspired you uh, to even go down this avenue? You could have went down any avenue. How did you go down this one? Um, how I went down this avenue is that I've always been a graphic designer. So I started off as an illustrator. Okay. So when I was in high school, um, I painted. I was on this team that painted a mural in Portland. And I, you know, because my parents were, my parents weren't there so I was really poor. So I had to, I drew to make money. I did when people had shows, I did their kind of graphic cards. And then I went into college and I, it was very hard and very difficult. I couldn't pay for school. So mm-hmm. I started and I did, I had a small graphic design business on the side, you know, my side hustle. And then right, right. I, wor- I worked two jobs and I went to school. <laughs> right. So... That's um, a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. And then on top of that, um, it just, oh, and on top of that, it's just like, it was just like working two jobs, going to school, and then had my side hustle. And then yeah. how I got into engineering is that one of the, in, in my first year of going to taking design classes at, um, at community college, one of my class, one of my design classes were full completely full it was like a summer class and it was completely full I was late with the registration because I was working so much and um the administration office called me and said you know if you don't if you don't get a class then you're gonna you lose your um financial aid status because I was a full-time student so that's 12 credits Mm. so the only class that was open was algorithms and pseudocode I'm just like oh crap wow I'm going to die. I'm like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get it. And I'm just like, I signed up for it because it was the only class that was open. And it ended up being your blessing. It ended up being the blessing. It was hard because I was one, the only woman to the only black woman. Mm. And some of the students did not want me in there and they made it very difficult for me. Um, 
the professor, I think I remember he was, he was helpful. Um, but wasn't as helpful as other professors could have been or should have been, but I, I pushed through. Um, right. And then another thing that a lot of people don't know that I actually have a learning disability. I have dyslexia. Wow. I have, I have a minor case of that as well. So wow. yeah, a lot of people, cause a, a lot of people told me that you will never be an engineer because you, you know, you have a learning disability and that just fueled my, my, my passion. I was like, Oh, so you're going to count me out. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, I, you know, I can count my own self out. I'm not going to allow you to tell me or dictate what I'm going to do. I like that. I like that. And so you go down this road and how, how long have you been, uh, I guess you can say a designer or, uh, how long have you been in your career path? I guess it's the best way to ask. Um, I think I over 20 years now. Wow. And so you've seen the ups and the downs of this world. Mm-hmm. And so you, you start this company. How long ago did you start the, uh, your company? I started it last year. Awesome. So you're right on the brink of what I consider to be um, a, a huge shift in the way that we are going to be operating as a society. And so I believe your, your company is uh, right on time for exactly what we're trying to accomplish. And so if your focus being in diversity, I come across Instagram and I see these diversity stickers. Tell me about these diversity stickers and why they are so important to you and uh, kind of what the vision is. Okay. So I guess I can take you back to when I first started this. Um, sure. My daughter was nine at the time and she's of mixed race. And we were in, I think, Walmart. I still have, because I took, I took photos of why, why are there no black dolls in Walmart? Right, right, right. <laughs> so this we, is about 10 years. How long ago is this? Um, this is about, so this was in 2016 when, okay. I start, when I started this project. Okay. So she was looking for a doll and she's like, there was, we found one. We went to two Walmarts and a Target. And we found one black doll and she's like, but you know, there's nothing really that fits me. So I just, you know, I'll just pick something that I think is pretty. And she picked the white doll mm. that because it had more features and it had, because the black doll was just one of those plain basic ones. And then yeah. the white ones had all these accessories and things. The bells that, and the whistles. Yeah. And all that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So she picked that doll and then she's like, well, it doesn't really represent me anyway. And I was like, you're right. And then it had stickers and they didn't represent her either. So we were, I was like, you know what? I want to design some graphics for you. And I started off with graphics and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm a design diversity graphics. And um, sure enough, like two or three months later, this, um, this company called um, diversity avatars came out with this whole diversity pack. That's when the diversity mm-hmm. and inclusion boom really start hitting. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that business is dead. And I, and I kind of put it on Instagram and nobody really responded. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it on the back burner. And at, during that time, also, I started my second company. Now, I had mm-hmm. two previous companies that failed. <laughs> so, <laughs> but from that, 
from that failure, mm-hmm. I learned and exactly. I and I taught myself and I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and it's like, forget that. I put like almost sixteen thousand in this business. I was like, I'm gonna have to recycle some of these resources. I yeah. bought tools, I, I you know, I bought tools, I, I bought equipment. Well, I need to recycle this and make this successful, else I'm gonna keep on working for somebody who doesn't really see me and doesn't really know my experience or my goals or have a best interest at heart. So I pushed forward. Um, I end up, I put it on the back burner, but I was doing the research for diversity and inclusion, especially in the mixed race space that seeing that mixed race individuals really don't have a resource. They have to choose. My daughter is half Chinese and half African-American and she was told that either she has to be one or the other. And, mm. I, and I told her that she can be, I was like, what are you? And she says that I am Chinese and I am half mommy. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. So she's a hundred percent her. And I wanted her to be proud of both ethnicities of both parents. I didn't feel like she had to choose. And in the mixed race community, they have to choose. There's black resources. There, you know, there's white resources that they're half white, but there's nothing that's for dedicated for mixed race. And that's what I wanted to build and I wanted to bring. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was drawing some artwork, some 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 like avatars, and then I start, you know, throwing them out. And she's like, "Oh, mom, could I have these these sketches?" And I'm like, yeah. And then I, she got her phone taken away. So the only thing she could do is do crafts because we, right. we're crafty people. Right. <laughs> so she's on the floor and I'm just watching her while I'm drawing and she's cutting them out and she's, you know, stacking them on top of each other. And then she says, you know, they're not sticking because she's trying to put them on a wall. And then, so she gets magnets and she gets tape and she kind of layers them and it was reminiscent of paper dolls. Right. So I'm like, Huh, and then when she stuck them on the on the wall, it's like I wonder can you do that with stickers? And so I printed out some, I did some digital edits, and then I printed them out, and then I had for my first prototype was on paper, and I was seeing how they stacked together and how they um, connected and intersected, and I wanted something that was non-binary. I shouldn't dictate your gender or your skin tone or what you identify with. So that was my mission to make it as inclusive as possible. I wanted to make a global product. So no matter whether you're male, female, whatever you identify with, this product is exactly for you. Mm, I like that. So So I got my sip and share wine in the mail. This is the abundance number seven. This is sweet red wine, semi-sweet, medium bodied, fruity with purple color and aromas of citrus with flavors of juicy blood orange, ripe peach blend with crisp apple undertones, compliments, desserts, mild cheeses, spicy cuisine, fresh fruit and nuts. Let's take our first sip of abundance. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Stop by Sip and Share Wines, 
head over there now. The abundance is on point. This is exactly the type of wine that I enjoy. The sweet red wine. Back to the show. So what what is the product for those who are just now being introduced to this or they're hearing you for the first time? What exactly is the product that you uh, decided on? So the product I decided on is Diversity Avatar Stickers. It comes in three different um, body shapes. So, and it's based on um, uh, face uh, face shapes. So one is oval and one is square and then one is round to support um, people who are full size. I've never seen somebody... A, a full size sticker that wasn't a meme, and I wanted it very, very tasteful. Yeah. Um, I did do research on all of these, by the way. It took me three years to get to to the production ready product. Um, I started with also the language. I had, I did user studies. I, I, in fact, I want to thank everybody who took time to give me their feedback so I can refine refine my product and get everything done and then I decided on I started with six skin tones and then it it grew to 13 different skin tones Mm, (laughs) wow yeah um so it goes from very fair to very very dark because for dark skin individuals there was nothing for them either I it it started off as a product for my daughter and then I wanted to expand to make sure I include anyone. So if you have really, really dark skin tone, like dark, like dark ebony, we also have a sticker for you. Okay. So somebody right now is listening. They're excited about this. What exactly, how do I use this product? What do I use it? What do I use the product to do? Good question. So my daughter uses it on her water bottle because we have the same water bottle. And when I grabbed, she's like, uh-uh, that's my water bottle. I was like, <laughs> I was like what? I was like, she's like, yeah, because it has my sticker on it. I was like, oh, okay, Miss Attitude. Mm. So in the tech community, we love stickers. Right, <laughs> we, right. We have, we are doing our laptop. Um, so you can put them on the laptop. They're decal grade. So you can actually um, put them on your car. We have four families that did um, user studies and they're mixed race families. So the father can, they, they buy it as, as a family because you can go online, you can order the stickers and the father picks his and then the kids can all pick theirs because there's, it was a father, the father is African-American, the mother's Caucasian, and then they have three kids and their three kids vary in different shades. Mm. And so they can purchase it as a unit and then get shipped as a unit, just like their family, and they can display their family's diversity. I love it. I, I love what you did. I would have never known. You said it's 13 different shades is what you came up with? 13 different shades, and I looked at um, different skin tones, different pantones, and I was looking at both the Latino, the Native American, the Asian, and the different shades of African American, and then also Caucasian, and then some, and then we also have individuals who are albino, or who are or African American but albino. I right. wanted to make sure to support that. Right. 
Wow. I I mean, I'm actually I did I mean, I came across your your stickers. I had no idea the extensive research that you put into this cuz then it kind of opens my eyes even more of of just kind of looking at society and I'm just I'm just picturing, you know, there's you know 13 uh different shades out there uh traveling the world and and expressing themselves and a lot of times we end up fighting about those different shades mm-hmm. that th- those shades have caused so much <laughs> turmoil uh within our society and what your product is doing is allowing us to say hey it's okay we can all be different shades and still be one and still be one human race that's exactly why I designed them like that. I designed it that even if you pick a shape and they all have different color, they're still as one. Yeah. I wanted to focus on that because I looked at, it was a total of 32 research papers, a total of 32 research papers and case studies on implicit bias, unconscious bias, um, cultural social psychology. I took a um, I took a course in cultural social psychology, and how we deal with race as a society. So I did an in depth, deep dive when I was designing the skin tones. When I was designing these shapes, I wanted to also support body positivity. If you're large size, I wanted to make sure that you were supported, that you feel good about your shape, no matter what. So for you, I know a question that has been lingering in the culture is, does diversity and inclusion actually matter? Is that something we should focus on? And so as someone who has spent extensive research and extensive time putting into this, why does diversity and inclusion matter, in your opinion? It matters, in my opinion, because you want to be seen. Everybody wants to be seen and be heard. And when you exclude that, then you don't feel valuable. You don't feel validated. Mm. And I created this product. So no matter what, you will feel that way. And um, that was my, that was my mission Mm. on it. And also with the accessories was also to support transgender. Mm. So somebody transgender. And that's another reason, like if you pick an avatar, we don't determine the gender Based right. on your accessory, your accessories that you pick, it will make it either more feminine or more masculine. I love it because I can tell that you made this with love. And yes. I know a lot of people in business are just so uh, uh, war focused. Like I'm going to take down this company. I'm going to take down this company. And I always love to stumble across uh, great companies that are doing it for the love and doing it for the root of our society. So I applaud you for putting in those three years and putting that uh, product out. And so if somebody wants to, right now they're listening and they want to go and, and, and see where these stickers are, where do they go? How do they purchase them? How do they uh, get access to these stickers? So we were trying to um, fund the stickers. I tried to do crowdfunding to help buy the, second generation of stickers because okay. um, they're not easy to print as, as easy as I thought. So then the design side is easy. The okay. manufacturing and business side is a whole different other story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I agree. So, 
I, I learned that the hard way. So this is my first time with manufacturing actually a physical product. So I reached out to a number of vendors in the U.S. and tried to get these printed. And every single time there was defects and there was problems. So I had to go overseas, but I have to also buy them in bulk when I do that. So that was, and that's why I was trying to get funding. A total I spent in the last, between the three businesses, about $33,667 total, according to my taxes. Right. <laughs> so um, I was trying to do crowdfunding to order the, fir- the second generation of the stickers because the first generation was printed and um, I may, I had videos of it and things like that, but it wasn't, it wasn't up to par of production quality. I wanted these stickers to be very durable and decal grade. And I didn't, I, the prototype. Um, so generation one was the prototype ones. And I didn't feel that, the, um, that it was worthy of people to purchase because it wasn't as good quality. So that's when I found a different manufacturer and ordered second generation. Unfortunately, I did not have the $3,000 up front to pay for it. So what I decided to do was dial back and they're going to be debuting next year. So I'm actually (laughs) going back to work just to pay for the stickers because I, I pay for everything. I paid for the patent. I wrote two patents on it. I wrote a design patent. And I wrote a a provisional utility patent Mm -hmm. on these stickers. Um, So I get the rights. I get the equity. (laughs) Black equity. Black equity. Black equity. That's right. Um, I had even a couple people. And I I, I could have taken money. I had a couple people that reached out to me and saw the value of these stickers Mm -hmm. and wanted to invest. But I was like, and then I thought about, you know what? I'll wait like two or three months and I'll fund it myself. That way I'll keep the equity. And then I have nobody dictating um, uh, anything about the stickers and my direction for the stickers. So the the crowdsourcing at this point is is no longer available. You're going to fund it yourself and this will be released in 2020. Is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. I'm looking forward to this. Um, So, is there a uh, a social media place where people can at least follow and, uh, you know, I guess get ready for those stickers to be available? Yes. So we have Twitter, Facebook. We have two Facebook pages. So we have Coles and then we have Diversity Avatar Stickers. So if you Google Diversity Avatar Stickers, you'll find our Instagram. You'll find our Facebook page. Um, I'm also redesigning the site because to make it more user-friendly and also um, accessibility compatible for people who have disabilities. And I'm actually building out new features. And also, I'm also designing like a buyer's guide for bulk ordering. So for say, if a company wanted to order them or for their team or for their event, they would be able to do that. And I had to do research because I did all this by myself. So I built mm-hmm. the company and I built the product by myself. If you are uh, ever in a situation, I know uh, we can talk about it. I would love to sit down with you and, and have maybe a strategic way of getting these in front of uh, specific uh, audiences that I think would uh, benefit from them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could really see uh, people jumping at uh, this opportunity once they're available. Uh, if you're ever open to have that conversation, I know it's more, more of an off air conversation, but I definitely can see where, where these stickers uh, would be well placed and well received uh, in the future. I am totally open to that. I even did research on how people might use them maliciously. Mm. Another, another thing as a designer that, you know, we always try to design for good. Like, you know, yeah. when, when they made radiation, it, they, they meant it for x-rays and for medical to help that. And then they turned it into a bomb. So yeah. I, I, when I design things, I look at how also the good and the bad, the malicious intent that might take place. And I actually started writing a few um, KB articles about that, how people might use it in a, in a not, in, in the way it's not intended. And for that, that's why I wanted control. Like if I see that there's an organization purchasing only one ethnicity, yeah. Um I'm actually coding in a flag <laughs> that yeah. that um, that that you know hey did you have any other um skin tones you want to purchase that helps with that. So I did conditional statements. I'm actually using technology to to stop some of this behavior before it even starts. Yeah, I love that. I love that you uh in my words you you kind of bake you bake that in, you cook that in. Uh, to the system. So I appreciate you doing that. We're going to stop there for today, but I want you to come back tomorrow here on Black Equity as we continue this conversation on diversity and inclusion. We dive deeper into the topic and start looking at some real life examples of what's really going on out here in the culture. Uh, If you would like to be a guest on the show, make sure you reach out to us over at Black Equity Network on Instagram. Send us a message and let us know that you're interested in being on the show. If you're interested in being a sponsor, you can do the same thing as well. We look forward to speaking with you and thank you for uh, listening to another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. And we will be talking to you tomorrow. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone.